Welcome to the Success Music Podcast, where we lay down some powerful speeches on top of some dope beats so that you can get your daily dose of motivation without killing your vibe. Let's go. Just a cold shoulder a couple times throughout the week. Now let's see how this works out over time. Five months down the line, absolutely zero difference in results between these three friends. 10 months down the line, no mathematical change or difference between these three friends. And you can see Scott starting to get frustrated. He's like, oh my God, I'm, li- I'm reading this book every morning. I'm listening to these CDs. I'm doing this dang date night with my wife every Friday. And look at my buddies, they're just screwing off and we have exactly the same results. You can see how people get faked out. But let's just say he keeps on keeping on. 20 months down the line, 20 months, two years he's been at this discipline. And the differences are subtle, right? Brad can kind of feel it in the belt. He's got to pull it back just one buttonhole. No big deal, right? Uh, At the office, tension is set in. If if you go out with he and his wife for dinner, you know, you can't really, you can tell there's some tension under the surface, but you can't really tell above the surface there, right? Just, Just slight. It's not for 27 months later that the difference between these three friends are dramatic. Here's how it adds up. Scott, 27 months later, reading 10 pages of a, of a book a day, five days a week, has read 47 books on success and achievement. Do you realize that the average college graduate only reads three books the rest of their life on average? He read 47 on success and achievement. Listen to 465 hours of success and achievement programming. Do you think it's going to change his attitude, his mindset, his philosophy, and thus his behavior, and thus results, right? The 125 calories that he cut out, he lost 33 and a half pounds. When I was with Dr. Oz, he said, we could end American obesity today if everybody just cut 125 calories off their base diet. That's it. He drank 3,700 gallons of water. He took 2,000 steps a day, which meant that he walked 900 miles that he wouldn't have, meaning he lost another 30 pounds. The 124 date nights with his wife, I had photos, it got risque, right? Let's just say, X's and O's up there, right? Victory. The couple extra calls that he made, he made 1,860 calls that he wouldn't have made otherwise if he closed only 3% of those, which means he learned nothing from those books and audio programs. He added on top of his $50,000 a year income an additional $279,000. Now, do you know what his buddies and his peers and competitors say about him? Ah, he's just lucky, right? Larry is like most people in America today. Treading water, falling a little bit further behind, becoming disenchanted, bored, apathetic, passionless, disengaged, and they blamed Obama, right? Now they're blaming Trump. Brad, on the other hand, here's all Brad did over the last 27 months. That 125 calories he added to his diet, meant he put on 33 and a half pounds. Missed a couple of workouts, more Diet Coke than water. Now he's got more weight gain and he's under cardiac arrest danger. Missed a few meetings, made a few less calls. Business and financial emergency on the brink of disaster. And the inattention and cold uh, shoulder to the spouse means that he's apathy has deeply set in and they're on the brink of divorce. You see, small, seemingly insignificant, positive as well as negative choices can have huge consequences. So here's, here's what I want to do for you guys, okay? Be sure you get the slides, get a recording of this is you just text, by the way, I'm going to do this as well, okay? Um, I'm going to give everybody here who showed up the complete audio program of The Compound Effect. I think it's a six or eight hour program. Some of you have the book. 
but while you're driving to be able to listen to it over and over again uh, over time I know can have a much deeper impact on your ultimate results. So I'm just going to give it to you as a gift for showing up here. So all you do is in your phone where you normally put a phone number you just put 44222 and then you just text the word Sendera and it will uh, guide you through the rest of the process. If for some reason that it doesn't work just go to darrenhardy.info. Both of those have to happen in 24 hours because we have to take it off uh, being online so Google doesn't index it and it becomes public and all the rest of that, okay? That's it. Sendera to 44222. My gift to you. Okay, yes. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm vested in your success. All right, now, what we've talked about all seems very simple and easy to do. So why then do people fail and continue to make poor choices. There are four traps that we face. When you get up from your chair and you start walking out those doors, outside those doors are these traps laying in the lobby of this corporate headquarters. They're, they're all over your house. They're all over your office. They're all over our society, these traps. And so I wanna point them out to you so you go, oh, oh, let's step around that one this time. Once you know where they are, you can avoid them going forward because these are the things that have derailed your Great intent. All of you have fantastic intent, right? Intend with these resolutions. Intend with these goals. Intend with these promises that you make to your family and to your spouse and so forth. And then you step in these traps. So let's point them out. The first one is this. At the time you're making the choice, the consequences are invisible. And so it, it's easy to get faked out. You have that burger and fries and doesn't seem like anything happens. But see, I could change your choice structure like that if I had the power to take the space-time continuum and collapse it. If I could show you this choice you're making right now, stretch that over 10, 15 years, and collapse that time, I promise you, you'd make a different choice. For instance, let's just say you did pick the hamburger and fries. And upon the first bite, your gut explodes, your heart explodes in your chest, and you fall to the ground in a heart attack. Or the next morning you wake up like this. Hey, how do you get like that? One bite at a time, right? It's not that complicated. Or let's take a look at this, right? This, this gal's out with her friends. She doesn't smoke, but she, you know, they're having a good time. And they're like, here, try one. And she tries it. And after she puts it, she's like, wow, I actually kind of feel better now. Maybe it's the first time she's breathed deeply in a long time or something. But what if the next morning she woke up like this? Right, she probably wouldn't take another puff, right? But look at this young man. He's out back by the bleachers with his buddies like a renegade having a cigarette. I mean, he looks like James Dean. Nothing but positive affirmation at this stage. But what if I could take that future 20, 30 years and have his future self talk to his current self? What would his future self say? Put it down now, please. But see, in the moment, you don't, you, and you can't tell. See, I'm from San Diego, and this is one of our local heroes, right? Drafted third round pick, 1981, San Diego Padres. For 20 seasons, one of the purest hitters to ever play the game of baseball. And when he started playing baseball, he started chewing tobacco in 1981. 20 seasons later, beautiful career, and he retires in 2001 and then he goes on to become unanimously uh, voted into the Hall of Fame same time Cal Ripken Jr. was as well and he coached his alma mater San Diego State for 12 years longer all the while 
dip in tobacco. Well, through that whole period of time, no consequence. It was not having any effect on his health or well-being, no visible signs of consequence until 2010. And he's diagnosed with lip cancer. And then in 2014, this is the last known photo of him, he's dead at 54. You see, for 34 years, it didn't look like anything was happening. And it wasn't until 2010 and those last four years where you saw all the consequences of that choice. That is what happens in our lives. All along the way, no seeming consequence until the compound effect of all of it catches up to you and you see it like that. It's, you can understand it like the butterfly effect, right? Y'all heard of the butterfly effect? Butterfly flaps its wings in one part of the planet and on the other side is a tsunami. Same thing. The choice you're making here today, it's only a butterfly flap. It doesn't look like it's much consequence. But on the other side of 10, 15 years, there's a tsunami in your life. That's how this works out. So what do you do about that? How do you handle this first trap? Here's how. You start making those positive choices with no visible evidence of it working at all and just trust, have faith, and have patience. Because it will take time in order for it to compound in results. Second trap is this. The change of trajectory, we're gonna change the trajectory of your life starting right here today before you get up from your chair. But the change is subtle and deceptive, so you might not think that it's working. It's kinda like this. Let's say that we were in Los Angeles and we're on a plane and we're gonna go to LaGuardia. And if that plane's nose is pointed straight at LaGuardia, and the nose of that plane is only off by one degree. Now one degree is from here to here. Did you see the difference? Let me do it again. From here to here, meaning not much. By the time it gets 4,000 miles on the other side of the country, it'll be 150 miles off course, two states away. And this is what happens in people's lives. They get to the end of 10, 15 years and they go, what happened? How did I get so fat? How did I end up divorced? This person who I said was my soulmate at the altar, how did I end up estranged to these people I said meant so much to me? How did I end up in this financial situation? Here's the deal. You might not have done anything significantly wrong. You might have only been one degree off. And that one degree carried over 10, 15, 20 years. And it'll take you 150 miles off your intended course. So what do you do about it? Same thing a plane does. In the nose of a plane is a gyroscope or a compass. And no matter whether, what weather happens, they're redirected, there's traffic, what happened, they got a circle. You can take a plane 4,000 miles on the other side of the country and hit the exact runway you intended to hit if you have a compass, if you have that gyroscope. Here in a bit, I will show you a gyroscope you can use for your life. So no matter what happens in between destinations, you can land exactly where you want to be. But see, life on the ground is a little bit more like this a double black diamond ski run. And if you just point yourself directly at your target, let's say your target is a cabin with a warm fire, comfy chair, cup of hot cocoa, left hand. If you just go straight at it, what's gonna happen? Oh yeah, there's gonna be skis and poles and elbows and buttholes everywhere, right? Because what happens is, is you run into moguls in life and, and the moguls are gonna push you off to the right. Well, what, 
most people just end up skiing in that direction right off the mountain. But if you're smart enough, you make an adjustment. And you get hit by another mogul, and you make an adjustment. You get hit by another mogul. You'll notice that, look at the, the, the trajectory between the top and the bottom. You are off track more than you're on track. Yet you could still end up in the exact chair, fire, cocoa, left hand. If you do what? Get back on track, yeah. So all along the way, you have to be sure where you are. Because people don't fall off their resolutions, they don't fall off their goals, they don't fall off their plans, they don't fall off their promises, they drift. And as a result of drifting, they end up 150 miles off course. Third trap is this, immediate gratification. And this one's a big one today. We so wanna pleasure ourselves at every freaking turn. We're such an immediate gratification society. We want what we want, when we want it, and we want it now, right? So let's say you're given a choice. After a fine meal, grandma walks out with her fresh baked, hot, warm chocolate cake, or you can have a glass of water. Now, what happens if you choose the chocolate cake? What happens? It's joy, it's oral orgasm. That's what happens. It's pleasure, everything, all the reward of all of your senses in that moment is ignited. That's what happens. Now, what happens if you choose the glass of water? What happens? What do you get? Nothing. That's what you get. Bupkis. Right there is the greatest challenge of your success life. If you make the poor choice, you are rewarded. Instant pleasure. If you make the good choice, you get nothing. And that's the greatest challenge you're faced with. And you see, we come by this desire to pleasure ourselves very early in life. How often can we constantly pleasure ourselves? And you see, we are walking through a gauntlet all day of solicitations on that weakest part of our human existence, the desire for immediate gratification. And your ability to say no and to keep making those positive choices is extremely difficult, unquestionably. So let me give you a couple of mental tools in which to help you with this. Here's one. Understand that you're faced with a great paradox, right? And it's this. What gives you short-term pleasure? That chocolate cake. Leaving the room in the heat of an argument. Going home and watching a sitcom instead of going to the gym. Short-term pleasure creates long-term pain. On the flip side of that, what creates short-term pain, going to the gym, saying you're sorry, picking up the phone, introducing yourself to a stranger, creates long-term pleasure. Now to put it in the way of our mentor, my friend here, Mr. Kyle Wilson, our friend Jim Rum, he said, look, in life you will suffer one of two pains, 